Welcome to the Doctrine Matters Podcast, where we seek to equip the church to understand and live out its faith. I'm your host, Stephen Dew. I'm the preaching pastor at South Caraway Baptist Church in Jonesboro, Arkansas. We want to thank you for joining us today, and let's get right to today's episode. Hello, everybody. It's Stephen here again, and we are going to talk about a Christian's response to the new norm. Now, what does that mean? Well, if you are uh, haven't been living under a rock, then you will know that this coronavirus thing has spread a lot of fear and anxiety across our country in the past few days. And in doing so, this fear and anxiety has caused a lot of things to be shut down and things to be closed. For instance, it started with the NBA. The NBA started talking about uh, early on, uh, just a few days ago, probably maybe more like a week ago, about potentially playing their games in front of nobody. Basically fanless and uh, doing their games, just them on the court, which was weird to even think about. And then the NCAA followed suit as they were in their conference championship weekends and uh, playing for conference championships and doing those things. And they said that they would eventually move to a fanless game. And uh, if you know anything about NCAA basketball, then that is uh, difficult to, to even watch, I would think, because the fans make a uh, make a good experience as you're watching sports. So they started talking about having fanless games, but ultimately they ended up canceling NCAA March Madness. They inst- They canceled the rest of... Uh, the conference championship games, the NBA suspended its season, and uh, we don't know if it's coming back or not this year. Um, a lot of things have f- taken place, and as a result of these, interestingly enough, sports things started shutting down and, and canceling seasons before anything else. But if you uh, uh, have listened to the couple of episodes of the podcast, we've talked about the coronavirus and how we've talked about not to fear the coronavirus, but we need to fear God. And uh, I don't want to keep harping the coronavirus here on this episode, and that is not my intention. My intention is to really provide a Christian response to the new norm. Now, what is the new norm? Apparently, the new norm is going to be anytime something different comes in in the way of a virus or a sickness into the United States, it's going to be, in my opinion, an overreaction, and we're going to start shutting things down. We're going to start closing things, as you know, as a result of, uh, and you may not know, but as a result of the NBA and uh, NCAA canceling basketball tournaments, the NHL has done the same thing. They've canceled the rest of their season as of now. Uh, the MLB has delayed their start. There are golf tournaments that have uh, not not doing golf things. There's concerts, there's rodeos, there's public schools across the country that have taken uh, long spring break, and there's universities that have moved to online. There's people that have to get out of the dorms, Southern Seminary being one of those that uh, have shut their doors to no longer gathering in a public place. And even if you're in a dorm, you have to be out by this coming Sunday. So uh, this has really affected a lot of people. So this is the new normal that we find in our world today that there's going to be a quick and swift reaction to anything new that's apparently going on. And uh, there's also been talks about the government talking about closing churches and not necessarily the government forcing churches to close, 
but the government is urging churches to cancel their Sunday gatherings where people gather to worship and honor the Lord. And, you know, I find that interesting that this is uh, something that they, the government is even pushing out there. And I know that as a result, there are many churches that have closed their doors. And, and listen, I'm not here to berate those that have closed their doors. I'm not here to uh, talk bad about any pastors or elders of a church that have made the tough decision to cancel worship gatherings as a result of the coronavirus. Because listen, let me just say this. Although I believe it personally that we are overreacting just a bit for this virus, it's, I think it's because we don't know much about it. And even health officials have said that it's likely that 80% or more of Americans will not be affected by this virus. And if we are, the symptoms are mild. Now, there are cases where any kind of sickness can get into the wrong person and uh, a compromised immune system. And there's even cases where a sickness can turn and, and, and just cause someone to really be uh, suffering from this sickness. It otherwise, would be a healthy person. I'm not disregarding those things. I'm not taking those things out of context. Yes, if this is a new virus that is infecting our world, then yes, we should be uh, paying attention to it. But I don't think we should overreact to it because now we have set the bar for our future world that our kids will be raised in and the future world that we live in. So if we're honest here today, if you're over 30, you've probably lived through a few of these already, but they haven't been to this magnitude. For instance, one of the first ones I remember was Y2K when it went from 1999 to 2000 and everybody was losing their minds thinking all their computers were going to crash, they were going to lose everything, it was the end of the world. And uh, we waited up till midnight to see what was going to happen, and nothing happened. Nothing changed. Everything went about as business as usual. And uh, we've had SARS. We've had the swine flu. We've had the regular flu. We've had bird flu. We've had uh, the Zika virus. Uh, I can think of all of these, and I'm sure I'm missing some, when we think about these viruses that have come into our world, yet we have not taken it to this level to where we've began to shut things down and, and close things and cancel concerts and sports and, and urge the church to stop gathering as the church. So what, how should we respond to that as believers, as Christians? Because if we're honest, there is all across the news, and I was listening this morning, I don't usually listen to the news, I don't care too much to listen, but I do like to kind of know what's going on every now and then, and especially with this virus, and, and let me just tell you this, I do not fear this virus, my fear level is still where it was at, at, at zero, uh, I, I'm fearing God, I trust God, but here's the, the headlines on the Today Show, I, I particularly like to watch the Today Show because they're going to they're gonna amp it up, they're going to tell everybody that the sky is falling almost. And here's what was said over and over for at least an hour. Fear and anxiety grips the nation. Fear and anxiety grip the nation. Fear and anxiety in the hearts of many Americans. Fear and anxiety is, is risen. It's heightened. Fear and anxiety over and over and over. And I think that's exactly what the enemy wants for Christians to do is have fear and anxiety. And I say that because... The Bible teaches us that God has not given us a spirit of fear. So anything that the uh, Bible says for us to do, the enemy wants the exact opposite. As a matter of fact, Jesus says, cast all your cares and worries on me. Uh, he says, why do you worry? For I, I feed the birds, I clothe the grass, I do all these things. Why do you worry about what you will eat or drink? Why do you worry about tomorrow? If I'm covering all these things, if I've got all these things in my hand, if I'm sovereign over all of these things, why are you trusting in 
the coronavirus and the things that people are telling you on the TV, why do you not trust in me? Don't fear. Don't worry. Cast those worries on me. Get in the word. Trust the word. Trust me and live your life continually honoring the Lord, giving him glory and exalting Christ. I have a really, really good friend and mentor, uh, Pastor T.J. Francis. He is the pastor of Sovereign Grace Church in White House, Tennessee, and he posted on his Facebook page yesterday a really profound statement that uh, I think we all need to listen to, especially as believers, and take note of. And it says this, and I quote, I never imagined that I'd wake up to a world that has shut down. Regardless of your position on the massive cancellations and closures, you should be concerned that this response will be the new norm. Although I'm not in a position to say that we are overreacting, I'm in a position to continue to live my life, which includes gathering for worship with Christ's church. If the threat of a virus can keep me out of church, it should keep me out of everything and everywhere else. Just saying. He goes on to say, what are we Christians going to do and how are we going to react when we are faced with persecution? And examples of those are beatings and arrest and even death. How are we going to respond to those persecutions if we attend worship? Maybe we will just watch the live stream as spectators. I really love this when you really get down into it. If you want to search Pastor TJ Francis on Facebook, you can find that quote. And uh, I think what he's what he's really showing us here is that we need not let fear and anxiety cripple us as believers. So some of the government is saying, urging churches to cancel their worship gatherings. And if we are going to give in and cancel worship gatherings because of a virus, what are we going to do when true persecution hits the church in America? I'm not talking about simple oppression because oppression is happening already. I'm talking about persecution, as Pastor TJ mentions, beatings for showing up to church, being arrested for showing up to church, and even being killed for showing up to church. I guess we'll just sit back and watch the live stream. And I fear that we live in a world in America where many churches, when they face oppression, they're going to bow the knee. Now, when true persecution comes, there are many, many churches in this world, in this land that we live in, that won't even do a live stream because they will fear their life. They will fear that somebody will see them, find them, capture them, kill them, beat them, whatever. So I, f I dare say that many churches won't even do a live stream when persecution hits. Yes, we can do a live stream now because we're not gathering because of a virus, because the government says it's okay and we should not gather this weekend or any other weekend until we get this thing under control. And, it's okay. Churches will do live streams. You can get the Bible. You can get the you can get the word taught to you. But yeah, why even cancel worship gatherings? I love what TJ says. He's going to live his life, which includes gathering for worship with Christ Church. We should be continually gathering. Now, I want to say this: if you are sick, if you know you have symptoms of not not even just coronavirus, but the flu, if you have fever. If you have all those symptoms, they say to stay home or stay keep your if you keep your kid home from school. If you have any of those symptoms, don't gather with the church. Hopefully, they do a live stream, and hopefully, you can or not even a live stream. Hopefully, they put uh, you have access to their sermons somehow from that day, and you'll be able to still get the message from your local pastor. 
yes, yeah, stay home and watch the live stream if you're sick. But if you are not sick, if you don't have any kind of uh, symptoms of anything, gather with the local body this Sunday. Go pray. Go lift up God. Give him glory. Exalt Christ. Sing songs to him. Pray to him. Enjoy fellowship with one another. And if you don't want to shake anybody's hand when you walk in on Sunday morning, then tell them, hey, coronavirus, not shaking hands today. I'll give an elbow bump or a fo- or a toe tap, but that's about it, right? It's okay for you to say I'm not shaking hands or doing anything like this because of what's happening in our world. You want to be cautious. And I would also urge you to continue to be cautious and wash your hands, take showers, keep clean, do the normal things you would do. I love how he says he's in no position to say that we are overreacting. I personally would say that we may be overreacting. And at the same time, we may not be overreacting, but it seems to me we're overreacting just a bit, just because we don't know a lot about this virus. But either way, TJ says he's in no position to overact, but he is in a position to continue to live his life. You see, when we are fearful and we have anxiety over something, it's really easy to stop living your life. I went to a grocery store yesterday And I can tell you, it looked like people were ready for the end of the world. It looked like we were gearing up for the Walking Dead 2.0, where we were stashing up, stocking up, and we're ready to go, right? Uh, It's just bringing out fear and panic in people. Now, I will tell you this, from a personal standpoint, I did go get some non-perishable goods yesterday for my family because of the government and this overreaction in my opinion because I believe there's coming a day where they're going to put everybody on lockdown like they have in other countries and that's fine we're going to worship the Lord we're going to serve him we're going to uh, love the families well in my home we're going to do all those things and we're going to be prepared to feed my family now I'm not letting that fear and anxiety cripple me because ultimately here's the deal here is the major climax for today's episode is God is sovereign He is in control of all things. I love what Job says to God in 42.2. He says, I know that you can do all things and that no purpose of yours can be thwarted. Luke 1.37, for nothing will be impossible with God. Ephesians 3.20, now to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think according to the power that works within us. We see that God is ultimately in control. He is all-powerful all-knowing, in control of even this virus. Nothing has exited the sovereign hand and plan of God. He knows everything that's going to happen. He knew this was coming. He's not sitting up on his throne, ladies and gentlemen, shaken, frustrated, upset, nervous over the coronavirus. He knew this was coming. He knew it was going to happen. And if you are a believer, I've already mentioned this, he has not given you a spirit of fear But I'm telling you that he is not giving you anxiety. He wants you to cast those things on him. When things get uh, outrageously weighty in your life, if this fear and anxiety come to you, a lot of people will like to quote, well, God won't give you more than you can handle. This could be something that you can't handle. And yes, there are things in life that we can't handle. The Bible says that we have an escape route, and that's him. We have to submit our lives to Christ, to his word, And we can get out from under this weight of panic and fear that we have easily been so gripped with. We don't let we don't have to let the media run our lives. We don't have to let the government run our lives. 
what we do need as believers to run our lives is the word of God. We must let the word of God dwell richly among us and in us. We must write his word across our hearts. We must remember his word. We must study his word. But most importantly, ladies and gentlemen, we must submit to his word. And if we are truly submitting to his word, then we're going to find ourselves a lot less fearful and a lot less anxious because we are ultimately trusting and resting in the sovereign plan and will of God. Isaiah chapter 41 verse 10 says this, So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. That is a beautiful passage of Scripture from the very beginning. So if you're a believer that would say, well, I'm kind of fearful, I'm panicking, I'm buying into the hype, let me just encourage you to slow down, read the Scriptures, pray, and understand this, especially from Isaiah 41.10, do not fear. If you're a believer, he is with you. Do not be dismayed, for he is your God. He will strengthen you and help you, and he will uphold you with his righteous right hand. Psalm 46.1 says this, that God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Those are beautiful words to rest on and rest in and to just camp out in. And here's some more, Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, every situation, including this panic and fear spread about the coronavirus, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And listen to this, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. If you are fearful, if you are anxious about this virus, if you're anxious about the closing of uh, all these things that we see happening daily, there's more and more things that are closing and shutting down, and we see every day that there's communities that are going on lockdown. We see that uh, countries are going on lockdown, and it very well could happen here that the government could put us on a lockdown and we have to stay in our homes for a certain amount of time. That is a, a very real possibility. And that is uh, kind of scary to even think about, especially if you've never gone through anything like this. And this is my first time really going through anything that, like this of this level. But here's the thing. Instead of freaking out and going to buy 75 cases of toilet paper, uh, use a little wisdom Make sure you have some food if that does happen. But instead of freaking out, even in making sure we have food in our home, we don't freak out. We calmly do things because as believers, we take our fears and we cast them on the Lord. We pray. We seek him. We encourage one another. We understand Psalm 46.1, that God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. We can go to God. That is the beautiful thing about being a believer, and one of the things that we don't talk about a lot for some reason, and uh, I'm looking forward to our worship gathering next Sunday, is we are really going to look at and unpack the doctrine of adoption. 
Now, we don't understand and talk about the doctrine of adoption for a th- from a theological standpoint much anymore because I don't know if we truly understand how sweet and how awesome the doctrine of adoption is. And I say that to say this is, if you are a believer, God has adopted you into his family. You belong to him. You are a son and a daughter. Now, it's easy for us to look at God and, and think of God even as a believer as some authoritative figure, which he is, but we look at him as sort of a dictator. We kind of see him as a police officer or an angry dad. Sometimes it's unapproachable, but we have to understand that God loves his children and he brings them in. And this discipline process that we go through as his children, as we see in Hebrews chapter 12, it is out of love for his kids. So, with being adopted into the family of God, We have the ability to go to this God that loves us and cares for us as a father and not a dictator because he's not a dictator. He's none of those things. He is approachable. And because we've been adopted in, we can go to him in prayer. We can speak to him. We can understand and know that he is our refuge and our strength and ever-present help in times of trouble. We can tell him our fears. We can tell him our anxieties. We can ask him to take them away from us and, 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 and help us in this situation. We know that his peace can give us. He can give us this peace through the Holy Spirit, this calmness, this coolness, this, this joy, even in the midst of chaos, because God is not a God of confusion and chaos. He is a God that is orderly, that has slipped nothing from his grasp. He has not dropped anything. He's not dropped the ball. He knew this coronavirus would hit America long before we ever did. Long before this virus was ever thought of, dreamed of, imagined, manufactured, however it got here, God knew it would be here one day. And some may say, well, how can I uh, how can I just put those, how can I reconcile those things? If God knew this was going to happen, why does he allow it to happen? Ladies and gentlemen, simply this, God allows this to happen because we live in a fallen world, a fallen sinful world that is cursed because of sin. And that is the sin, the ultimate original sin in the garden, beginning with Adam and Eve. As a result of one man's sin, the Bible said, sin and death spread to all men. And we know that we are going to die as a result of sin, and we know that there are going to be heartaches, there's going to be tragedies, there are going to be troubles in this world as a result of sin, and coronaviruses and flu viruses and common colds are a result of the sin that we live in, the sin nature, this fallen world. Now, one day, God is going to bring, uh, send Jesus back, and he's going to bring this world back under uh, the perf- perfect way it should be, the way he wanted it to be. But listen, some of you may say, well, why didn't he just let that happen to begin with? Because this was God's ultimate plan from the beginning. God has no plan B. He has no plan C. Whatever plan A was is what plan A is going to play out. Is That's just how it is with God. And we have to understand that nothing has slipped by him. Nothing has caught him by surprise. He knows what's going on, and he's still saving his people through it. So I would say if you are anxious and you are fearful about this thing, then you need to go in prayer to an almighty God that knows exactly what's going on. And let this bring you some comfort if you're a believer. He knows exactly how this thing is going to end. He knows when this coronavirus uh, thing is going to come bring back down to a halt. He knows when life is going to get back to quote-unquote normal uh, he knows what the future holds. So there's nothing we can do to change the future, 
we can be uh, we can be prepared. We can be conscientious about things going on around us, but we ultimately need to be in surrender to our great God if you're a believer because it is the peace and comfort that comes from him that is going to help us with our fear and anxiety. So I would much rather trade fear and anxiety for peace and comfort any day, and we only do that by submitting to the Lord. So as a believer, how are we going to function in this new way of life? How are we going to function in this life full of closures, cancellations, kids now at school, uh, kids now at home, not attending school. Maybe your work is going to force you to go be home. Maybe the government is going to have us be home for a few weeks. Who knows? We still don't know about that, but things are changing in this world. Here's a Christian's response in summary. Continue to live your life, giving God glory, exalting Christ, gathering with the saints, leading your families, loving your families, and casting all your fear and anxiety on the Lord. Just keep doing what you're doing. If the government tells you to do something, stay in your homes for four weeks, well, I guess we'll stay home for four weeks. And and then when the government declares that, if they ever do, we'll have to discuss how we're going to meet and gather with the saints on the Lord's Day. That's a, another conversation for another time that we'll have to think through carefully and biblically together. But as of right now, go to church. Go to work, unless they tell you to stay home. And then honor the Lord, whether you're at work, whether you're at home. Go to the mall, unless they close the mall down. Go to Walmart. Go to your favorite restaurant. Go to the ball fields. Go wherever you can go. Do what you normally do. Enjoy your life, giving God glory, exalting Christ, and building one another up. And not only that, use this opportunity as a, as a, a witnessing tool to be able to evangelize and tell people about Christ. Tell people that you're not fearful. You're not full of anxiety because you serve a God that is sovereign, that holds all things in his hands, that knows exactly what's going to happen, that knows exactly the outcome, and you're going to trust him. And listen, this is a great opportunity to tell people, if I perish from the coronavirus, I perish. Because here's what I do know. To be absent from the body is to be present with Christ, Paul says. And for a believer, that is the ultimate uh, ending for us is to, and it's not even an ending, it's another beginning because we will be in eternity perfected in Christ and we will be there with him forever, worshiping, giving him glory. It's, it's going to be paradise. It's going to be perfection. So ultimately, as believers, we should be able to say to live as Christ, to die though, is gain. Another thing that Paul said. So we can use this as a time to say, I'm not going to fear. I trust God as I always have. If I perish, I perish because I know where I'll be when I die. But what about you? What if today were it? And then preach the gospel that Christ came to die for sinners. And sinners can be reconciled to God through the shed blood of Christ and repentance and reconciliation uh, repentance and faith and be reconciled to God in that way that yes acknowledge their sinners acknowledge their sin before a holy and perfect God seek forgiveness change your way of thinking about that sin turn from that sin and place your faith in Jesus Christ and Christ alone this is a perfect opportunity to take fear and anxiety to cast it on the Lord and witness to other people 
So in summary, one more time, as we close this episode of how a Christian should respond to this new way of living, this new norm in our society, that is continue living your life, giving God glory, exalting Christ, building one another up, and evangelizing the world. Cast your fears, cares, and anxieties on him. Thank you guys for listening once again. I hope this has been some help to you. Remember, uh, go to Facebook, look up Pastor TJ Francis, Pastor Sovereign Grace Church of White House, Tennessee. Great things coming from from that brother. Uh, Love that man and his heart for Christ and for the body of Christ. And uh, love you guys. Thank you for listening. And until next time, until next episode, have a great rest of your day, great week, and God bless.